The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Inspire Us. I'm Paul Nadeau. Today, I get to talk to Antonio Mack. Antonio started his business career back in 1997 with a company he still operates called Anthony M. Apparel. Now, over the past two decades, Antonio has built multiple companies all over the globe in the clothing and technology sectors, as well as in the marketing and PR firms in North America, Europe, and Asia. He's got an impressive background. This guy was a rock and roll artist for years, playing in a band, long hair down to his hips. <laughs> he, uh, he was a pro golfer. This guy has golfed with some golf legends. He's done so much in his life. And what inspires me from this episode is the fact that whatever he tried, he didn't give up on. And he's done multiple things during this pandemic. It is so important for us to try new things. Some people have lost their jobs, and they don't know where to go or where to turn to, who to turn to. Antonio's life is an example to each and every one of us that whatever happens to us, we can always change the course of our lives. With the pandemic having hit so many people so hard, a lot of people are having to reinvent themselves. And Antonio Mack's story is an example of how that can be done, that you just don't give up and that you keep trying new things and it can turn out to be some of the best things that you've ever done. Anyway, I'm not going to give away the whole show. Without any further delay, I'd like to introduce you to Antonio Mack. Antonio Mack, how are you doing, buddy? I am very well, my friend, and I am so honored to be here and I appreciate it so much. Thank you very much. Well, it's my pleasure. We've known each other for a while, and I've been inspired by your history and by your accomplishments. And many of my listeners likely know who you are or likely have seen some of your clothes and heard some of your inspirational podcasts and the rest of the things that you're doing in your life. What I want to do with you right from the very beginning, Antonio, is to ask you a little bit about your past and how you came to accomplish the things that you did. Was there somebody in your life as you were growing up that you aspired to be or you emulated? How did Antonio Mack, let me ask you this, how did Antonio Mack become Antonio Mack? That is easy, really, in one regard. My inspiration my whole life has been my mother. When I can remember, she always said to me, and pulled me aside and said, you can be and do anything that you want to be and do. And you are your own individual, you're unique, and you are very much different than everybody else. So go with that. Don't let anybody ever say any different. Go with your heart, go with your dreams, go with your desires. She is my biggest influence. Everything I've ever accomplished in my entire life is due to her. There's, there's no real person until later on in life or people 
that I tried to be like or inspire to be like, if you will, until I kind of get into what we do, you and I, and uh, many of your guests, where we try to figure ourselves out and we say, okay, why do I think the way I think? Why do I have these type of thoughts and dreams? Where do they come from? And that soul searching component, that was much later, but I, I can honestly say that everything I've ever done is due to my mom and her letting me and inspiring me to be different than everybody else. That's a beautiful beginning to have a mother who supports you and encourages you and makes you realize that there is pretty much nothing that you can't accomplish if you put your mind to it. And it sounds like you had such a tremendous relationship with your mom. And to have that influence you at such an early age is remarkable. Now, I heard you say something that when you were younger, you were a little bit different. What was it about you that was different? For me, it was always the opposite of what everybody else did. I mean, conformity to me is what people do until they die. It's to follow the follower. It, it's the old way of doing things, and it's the easy way of doing things. So, for example, when you're in school, grade two or grade three or whatever, and you become aware, let's say, of what's in fashion. Uh, as a clothing designer, I'll say it like that. The coolest running shoes, Nike or Under Armour sweatpants or whatever. If you don't have that, then you're not considered cool. And to fit in and be part of the crowd, that's what everybody wants to do. And they, they, they want to do that their whole lives. At a young age, I realized that I didn't have to do what they did. I kind of did my own thing because I had that support from my mom. And from certain people that said, you are unique. You don't have to do what they do. And I ran through school, limited amount of school, as you know, as a friend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was very cut back, but that's fine too. Knowledge you can acquire anywhere. It's the application of knowledge, right? That's Perfect. the big difference. That's, that's the it. big difference, right? So again, I never, ever conformed, if you will. And I carried that my whole life because of that acceptance of the fact that you don't have to do that. Just because everybody else does it doesn't mean you have to do that. And that was the most important thing in my life that I've ever carried along and kind of made it my mission in order to succeed in any endeavor that I take on. It's do the opposite of what everybody else does and you'll never fail. That has really worked for you. You launched a business in the 90s, was it, that you started your first company? Was it the 1990s? Yeah, 1996 was the first one. No. What did you start? I started a company called Anthony Am Apparel. And it was funny how that started. I had zero money. I only had inspiration. And I had my mind made up that I wanted to do a clothing business and I wanted to succeed in a clothing business. And I had, like I said, zero money. And I had this idea to design 12 pieces of something. Uh, it was a sweater, something simple. And uh, in order to make the 12 pieces, you obviously had to pay for them. I had no money. So I went to a friend of mine and I borrowed the money to have the 12 pieces made. And then I called on another friend and I said, okay, you have a car. He said, yes. I said, can I borrow that car? And he said, yes, of course. <laughs> and then I went to another friend and I said, I have no gas for that car that I just borrowed. Do you think you're going to hook me up with some gas? He said, yes. So that's how I started the whole company. I, I borrowed the car, I borrowed the money to make the thing and the sweaters, and I borrowed the gas to go in it. And then I drove around and I sold them and 12 turned into 24 and 24 turned into 
36 and then I didn't have to borrow gas anymore. I didn't have to borrow a car. I bought a cheap old rundown thing that I drove into the ground and I drove all, all over the world, literally where I could have access to obviously and sold 12 and 24 and 36 and whatever. Next thing you know, 25 years later, you're selling stuff globally all over the planet and you have a bunch of businesses. So I think it's perseverance and not taking no for an answer and that influence with my mother that really, that's me. That's it, really. Now, you designed the first pieces yourself, correct? Yes. And you, do you still design the odd piece? I do, yes. What my week consists of, as far as the clothing businesses go, I'm 51 years old now. I retired a couple of years ago, technically. I'm not retired, though, by any means. You ain't retired, my friend. You ain't retired. I want to go through your day in just a few moments, but you ain't retired. And I know that. You know that, yes. What I pretend to be retired is what I'm going to talk about. Now, again, I have the the best people in the world, and, and that's something that you gain over years of doing things. So it, it's very hard to delegate, and it's very hard to uh, try to let somebody else kind of run with your inspiration, if you will. So yes, to answer your question, I do the collections for Antonio Mac because that's very high-end stuff. So twice a year when we have spring, summer, uh, fall, winter, I oversee all that. And it's the majority of my inspiration with that. And I love it still. And with the other companies where we make container loads of stuff for other brands like Under Armour or whoever, and we just put their label in and we make it, that's a bit different, okay? Right. So yes, I do have that involvement. And the point I was going to make initially was my week consists of Fridays. I look at spreadsheets and I make sure there's no red flags with all the businesses. That's my involvement now with the clothing companies, yes. So that's my idea of retirement is that, yes. Well, yes. And I know that you are not retired. You are a devoted and committed individual. You start your day off. We've had conversations, ladies and gentlemen, who are listening in. Antonio and I have had several very meaningful conversations and insightful conversations. And why don't you tell us about your first four hours of each day? That's pretty interesting stuff. Yes. I'd be happy to. I don't have normal sleeping patterns like a lot of people. And I got used to that from doing business all over the world with different time changes. You know, in China, it's 12 hours from now. Europe is six hours from now and so on. So when you get in the habit of doing business globally, you adjust to that and you are not necessarily awake at any proper time. There's no such thing, right? You're not always accessible. And when you are not accessible all the time, you kind of jump into your own mode. And to to answer your question, my day consists of when I wake, the first time I wake, because I have two naps, but I do four hours of just uh, the first thing is I spend an hour every day writing things down that I'm grateful for. And I spend a lot of time with that. And I spend another hour at least reading And it doesn't matter if it's stuff that we talk about and self-help type of stuff. It could be something that I'm trying to figure out or learn for any particular reason. It really doesn't matter. It could be a business type of scenario. It could be uh, uh, wanting to uh, maybe look at uh, trying to help somebody do something, whatever it is, different uh, category that I'm not familiar with or a new experience, if you will. So there's another hour with that. And then again, I journal all the time. Uh, I have journals all over the planet. 
<laughs> like literally. Uh, <laughs> there's books and books and notebooks and everything else. And I think talking on that right now, I think when I'm gone someday, my children will find all those and they'll have access to that. And they'll get it. And they'll understand that your ideas are things, your thoughts are things. That's how you create things. That's how you become something. And when you write and think about what you truly want and separate yourself from what everybody else does, I think that's so important. And I think that was, again, instilled or ingrained in me by my mother. And the journaling just kind of went on its own. And then I just kind of like do more gratitude. So it's about four hours every morning, like always. It's so vitally important for everybody's welfare to document their lives, to journal. A lot of people don't do that, and they're not getting the experience of writing their thoughts down. Oftentimes, just writing things down, if you are anxious or depressed to write things down, you get to see things a little bit clearer, and it is a documentation of your life. I agree, yes. So going back a little bit and just hearing what you said, you have a very supportive mother, and one I know that you are close to to this day. She supported you when you were young. You were a little bit different than the rest of the kids. You didn't follow the pack. You got inspired at a young age to start something. You started your own apparel company. You created eight pieces. You were like Colonel Sanders. You went around and knocked <laughs> on doors, right? Yes. Antonio Mack, Colonel Sanders, you both made a huge name for yourself and you both sold globally. The message here that stands out for me, several messages actually that you've just told me, it is your habit of getting up and taking these four hours to read and to be grateful and to document your life. Those are things that we could all be doing. And a lot of us are missing out on the journaling, are missing out on taking each and every day and examining our lives to see what we are truly grateful for. We tend to focus on the ugly things of our life more often than we focus on what we should be grateful for. Absolutely. People ask me with the stuff that you and I do and uh, several of your guests, everybody that's inspiring and wants to try to contribute to society in general, if you will, it doesn't matter if it's you and I and uh, your guests and uh, what I do with my forums and or Anthony Robbins or Jim Rohn or anybody. I, I, and it goes right back to it. It's about trying to teach people how to navigate through life and come up with the answers somehow or have that one message that resonates, that triggers and sets it all off for them to have that new life where they're happy and they can be content with things. And I always go back to the secret of happiness is gratitude, period. I truly believe that. Think about it. There's no other way. Right. I mean, if you, if you wake up grateful and what I do and you write down 10, 20 things every day, when you first wake up that you're grateful for, how can you have an off day? It's impossible. It's again, it's choosing an attitude. And I spoke about this with a couple of my guests about the fact that we have a choice to, to start each day out either choosing our attitude and examining our gratitude, what we have to be grateful for. And we start our days off 
with something positive because we take the time not only to clothe our bodies to get ready for the day, but to clothe our minds, to enforce our gratitude and our attitude. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you start your day like that, you're bulletproof. That's what I call it. You're just bulletproof. You could wake up at, it doesn't matter what time, you don't have to get up like me at some (laughs) strange hour to do this. If it's the only thing that you do each morning, that is going to, if you do that for 30 days, it's going to change your life big time. And you don't have to write down 10, 20 things. You only have to write down maybe two or three things. It doesn't matter. But I swear, if you follow that for 30 days, you're going to see a difference. You are because you're building a habit in that 30 days. You're building something that is going to be part of you no matter what. And the importance, and you have said it, you said the secret to happiness is gratitude. And that is certainly one of the largest components. We tend to forget about that when things get tough, when things get hard. A lot of us focus on the negativity of our lives as opposed to the positivity of our lives. And that just spirals us even further down the the well. There have been obviously times in your life where you've encountered some difficulties or things weren't going all that well. Oh, yes. (laughs) I think everybody has. During those times, Antonio, that you were going through a difficult time. What was it that got you through those times? Was it something that you told yourself? Was it somebody that you turned to? What were the things that kept you going to the point where you are now? You're such a grateful and contributing individual. You inspire and help many people. What was it about those times where you felt personal difficulty what did you do? How did you get yourself out of that? Again, man, as simple as it sounds, I was grateful every day and I focused on that. It's really what it comes from. I can't stress that enough. I mean, if you have a bad day, somebody always has it worse. If you have no money, somebody always has less money. If you have a a house that you're not happy with or you can't keep the electricity on, some people don't have that luxury either. It's gratitude. Seriously. That's the secret. It really is in my life. I mean, again, my mother, you know how much I love her. Yeah. My family, every, everybody, it's always supported me. And when I look back on it and I said, well, how do you define your life or how do you define the feelings that you have? It goes back to gratitude. I was grateful that my mother and father somehow and I still don't know how to this day, provided the way they did. And when I needed new shoes, they somehow provided those. And sometimes some of us and some families can't get new shoes. But the thing is, it's like when you can't get the new shoes, you got to remember that you still have shoes and somebody else doesn't. I think that's the key, really. Gratitude. I absolutely love that, Antonio. It's inspiring to hear and to remind everyone that yes, we are going through very difficult times right now. And a lot of people are faced with uncertainty. And I think that most of the globe is is feeling uncertain to some point. We're feeling a lot more anxiety and many people are suffering from depression and it's not getting any better anytime soon. 
But what I'm hearing you say, that despite our circumstances, we can always find something in our lives to be grateful for. People in our lives, family in our lives, what we do have, a roof over our heads, the little things even in life, like shoes. And that's not a little thing. I've been to the Middle East where I saw people with no shoes who had smiles and, and were just happy to be alive. Exactly, yes. Cubans, many people, Middle East, like you say, there are so many people on this world and on the earth right now that we run into on occasion. It could be on a vacation. It could be on, uh, you know, anything. And I'm, I'm going to use Cuba just because I used to go there six or seven times a year with my children and everybody else. And we go hang out at the beach. The most friendly people in the world. They have nothing though. And what is that? That's gratitude. They're grateful for what they have. They don't focus on what they don't have. So that, my friend, is like, if you ever ask me anything, what the secret to life is, I'm just going to tell you, it's gratitude. Because if you focus on what you do have, and you eliminate that thought of what you don't have, and you navigate your life accordingly to what you're grateful for, you're never going to be disappointed. Right. I mean, as, as soon as you start to want things, everybody wants things. I can go back. I, we can have a conversation for another five hours about wants and needs. It's like, you know, people want money. They say, okay, I want to make more money. And I, I say, well, you can only make money if you work in a mint. You have to earn money. It's different. Right. Right. I mean, it's different. I mean, I go on forever about that kind of thing. But again, secret to happiness is just waking up and being grateful for what you actually have and not focusing on what you don't have. doesn't matter. Not relevant. Just waking up is something to be grateful for. And that's the first thing that ought to go in your journal. I woke up. That's pretty much what I think. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that because that's such a powerful message to remind everyone that the things that we sometimes take for granted, we should really be examining it and reminding ourselves how lucky we are to have great people in our lives, food on the table, whatever it is. Yet we may struggle, but we do have lots to be thankful for. I want to get into right now, kind of change a little bit about that and ask you, how did you get into motivational speaking, to starting your podcast? And you, I think one of the greatest things in your life or one of the greatest pleasures in your life is to help people navigate through this thing called life. You've said that in your bio. You've, uh, you mentioned it here that that's one of your passions. What was it that steered you in that direction, Antonio? Um, it was selfish. <laughs> well, all right. Like, like, we're having technical difficulties here. Yeah, I'll just say it like it is. Tell us about it. Now, I've gone through things like everybody else have their whole right. lives. It happened by accident. It was like I was going through a lot of things at a certain point in my life, and it was selfish. That's what I mean by that. Okay. It was like my own therapy. I've read a hundred thousand books like you um we've watched everything from jim Rohn to anthony robbins to everybody you and i and everybody that listens to this we all have right yeah uh, that's that's our game that's what we do to get better you have to get inspiration and you have to kind of take what works for you and what resonates i guess in order to navigate your own way through life mm-hmm. and uh yeah, for me, it was it happened by accident. It, it was something that I was doing 
when I was going through some times. And like I said, I'm always journaling. I've done that for almost 20 years. And then I started making it open forum because we started to have Facebook and we started to have Instagram and all this other stuff, right? So it was by accident, literally. And I didn't realize that some of my messages and things that I was talking about actually helped people. And I would get messages and they'd say, wow, I needed to hear that today, right? And it was complete accident, I swear. <laughs> it was complete accident. And then it turned into podcasts and helping people do different things and like you do. I mean, it's like a complete accident. Actually. What you're saying resonates with me too, because I think some of the greatest accomplishments that, that we can manifest mm. is by going through something and learning from that experience and developing something out of perhaps our grief. You studied material, you listened to some positive material, it resonated with you, you shared some of that with an audience, a small audience it might have been at the very beginning, but then you got feedback. And it's important to share our stories, our thoughts, and our encouragement with others because we're all in this together. And what you and I do, and several of my guests, we do try to inspire other people by sharing our personal stories and by, for me, having guests like you come on with your golden nuggets of inspiration to share with others. Everybody needs to hear a positive story. Everybody needs to hear, well, sometimes we need to hear the tough stories, how people got to where they are, how they struggled and what it was that created a positive mindset. What was it that got them through? Was it a person? Was it a thing? Was it something that they read? What you say to others, and I've listened to your podcasts, and they're brilliant, and they're very motivational. You always pick a very interesting topic to talk about. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and for my listeners, if you haven't heard Antonio's podcast, Antonio, where could they go to listen to your podcast? Actually, dude, I don't know. Like all the businesses, all the stuff, it's like if you were asking me websites, this, that, and the other thing, I'd no clue. I, yeah. I don't have a clue. One thing you do have a clue about, one thing I really want to get into is your latest project. You told me about this the other night during a telephone conversation. So excited about hearing it. I want you to share that with the world. Oh, man. I don't even know where to begin with that. that that's about helping kids. Is it high, high cats? He, he. He, he, he. Kids. Okay. Healing stories for kids, right? Yeah. And, and you know what? When you get them when they're young... That's the most beautiful thing because you'll never have the problems that we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you go through uh, adulthood and things like that. I mean, this is therapeutic techniques that have been designed by psychiatrists, positive environment and reinforcement. And it's, it's about engagement of parents and kids to help educate and guide and reinforce certain techniques that were given them. And it's, it's about emotional bonding. So you have, we have characters and different characters that people can relate to. And the kids get to go into this virtual world that they can relate to with one of the characters. And that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. It really is. Is this done through animation? Is this done through a radio podcast? How is this, how is this presented to the children? Animation books series of books, everything. It's in the initial stages. I'm going to fund most of it. They don't know about that, but I will. <laughs> but 
we we have people like Disney and stuff looking at this. I, I'm just going to tell you that right now. This is going to be the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Never mind the clothing brands. And that was a lot of stuff that I did. And I'm very happy for all that. I am excited for all that. I am grateful for all that. And I made a mark on the world, if you will. Yes. This, completely different. This is like you and I sitting down as we are now, helping adults, helping kids, helping everybody on the planet. And the coolest thing about this is when you get kids at that age and you inspire them and bring them through that kind of directional type of challenge that they might face by being bullied or fear of the dark or any of those obstacles that we all had, the parents have to go through with them. So the best part about this is twofold. It is the parents, we get the guide too. So when those parents are not completely right with their thinking and how they maybe perceive things and whatever, we can get them too and help them. That's right. it. So it's about putting the kids and the parents together again instead of the Xbox and positive messaging, stories, conquering obstacles like fear of the dark or anything else with the characters which is amazing. The characters are so cute too, right? Yeah. They're, uh, yeah. And then the parents, they go, oh, wow, that's that's pretty cool. It's like, well, I'm going to talk to the parent on the side. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And I'll help the parent. Now, the characters, why don't you describe a couple of characters and their personalities for us, or are you able to do that at this stage? And I, I certainly don't want to put you on a spot if there's something that you can't disclose right now, but if you can tell us a little bit about the characters and, and who they are and how they're going to relate to kids, that would be great. Okay, I'll tell you what I can do. I'm going to go to the Facebook page as we're talking right here, and I'll see what I'm allowed to do. How about that? That is fair uh, enough. And while you do that, I'm just going to reiterate the idea of reaching children at their most vulnerable time, because in our mm. development years, and I, I'm certainly not an expert, folks, I, I am not a, a psychologist, but I know that children go through a lot. And I have worked in the field of law enforcement and investigations into sexual assault, child abuse, bullying, all that. So I do know something about it. If we can reach children, at a young age to help them through the things that they will be faced with and give them the tools that they need to deal with that. And not only deal with that, but to rise above whatever it is. And if it's bullying, if it's something emotional, if we can provide them with the tools that they can use at a young age, it will prevent so many further difficulties that they may experience in life because they will be able to label what they are experiencing and feeling at the time. And they will be able to have the tools to help them get by. Actually, that's absolutely brilliant. You know, I couldn't have said it any better. Paul, you always do that well. You know that. Thank you. Um, you know, honestly, the whole thing is, this is going to be a long topic. And you and I are going to have to have these uh, discussions with our audience here. And we'll keep them up to date with how everything goes and things like that. And uh, you're obviously going to be a part of the he, he cat thing. And, uh, you know, the inspiration that you bring it's very important. And I, I'm going to call in all my friends and my troops and you're one of my good friends. So we'll, we'll just do that. You know what I mean? I do. It's a little hard to, 
explain right now because we're at that stage. You are, and I'm not going to ask you to do anything further. I just want to, to reiterate again just how worthwhile what you're doing is. And I know, you know what? I'm feeling energy actually from you. Uh, <laughs> you never get that. Right? Oh my goodness. You know, I, yeah, I have a clothing, uh, a global clothing company, but I've never been more excited about something than this. It is, you know, his way of, again, giving back to this world or giving and contributing to this world. And man, I applaud you for that. Thank you for being a part of that. And as you said, you're an influential part of that. I'm in awe, man. It's really cool. Yeah, well, brother, I love you. You know that. And the whole thing is, you know, everybody that's listening to this, I want to thank you for it, number one. But number two, Paul, you have exceeded my expectations a million times over, and you always do. And I love you for that as a friend. So, uh, no, the fact that you help so many people, your books, your podcasts, your inspiring it's so important. And you know, I love you for that. So I really appreciate that. I, when we first met, it was because of inspirational posts that both you and I had been posting on social media. And our first conversation, I remember there was a connection immediately because the things that you were talking about resonated with me and I understood you. And it's really important for people to surround themselves with positive people. When I speak to to you and to my other guests who are positive and inspirational, I always leave having felt so connected and so appreciated and just so educated. When I talk to somebody, and I've had some amazing guests on my show already, including you, and I know that each and every time I have these conversations, I feel re-energized and I feel hopeful again. And this is one important message I think that everybody out there should really take to heart is that if you don't have those positive people in your life right now, seek them out. They are out there. Reach out to someone. Reach out to somebody who is inspiring on social media. Try to make a connection. Send them a message. Tell them that you support them. And you surround yourself with as much positivity as you possibly can, because right now, during this pandemic and any time, doesn't matter if it's a pandemic or not. We need inspiring people. We need positive people and we need people to be part of our positive tribe. That's how I see it. I love you for that. That's, that's the absolute most brilliant thing I've probably ever heard in a long time. And I'll, I'll tell you that. So Thank you. no, Paul, you know, we're buddies and stuff oh, yeah. like that. And uh, everybody listening right now, never, ever give up. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Okay. Gratitude. If you go back to the gratitude thing that I talked about a while ago, it's very easy to get started that way too, because you have the ability to realize and recognize that maybe your circumstances aren't great, but they're better than somebody else. Maybe you want to change something and you will. I mean, it's about, it starts there. That's, that's what I'm saying. There are so many things right now that are terrible in life. Like Paul just said a minute ago, pandemic, everything else. Some people have no money. Some people have no food. I would love to help with the food drive. Paul would too. I mean, like, come on, right? If we could do that, we would do it in a heartbeat. 
That's what we're here for. So the thing is, like, when you think you have it really bad, try to cling to somebody else has it worse. I know that maybe doesn't resonate, but try it. I think it can help at least. Antonio, what you just said is very profound because I remember writing in my book a small section on if you are going to compare yourself to someone, compare yourself to someone who, and and it's not really, compare is not really the word, but if you are going to examine your life and you look at somebody who appears on social media to have everything, and then that leaves you perhaps wanting that much more and thinking they have their lives so much better than you. Meanwhile, you really don't know what's behind that picture. That smile on Instagram may simply be a smile of desperation or one of need. Hey, I need you to like my picture because I need to feel validated and I'm feeling bad, but I, I spent five hours getting this right picture. Don't compare yourself to other people who seem to have a better life or a happier life. If you're going to examine and compare, and I I can't think of a better word, but if you are going to compare, take a look at what you have and maybe take a look at a a homeless person out there who doesn't and think of someone in a war-torn piece of this planet where they're under constant fire and you don't have to go far to see how bad some people have it, how worse some people have it. That is what, Antonio, you were talking about a little bit earlier. The power of gratitude, my friend, the power of gratitude is what you were talking about. And that's what we all need to do. You were a musician, a rock musician in your younger years. And I bet you spent a lot of hours on that guitar and developing your voice. Tell us a little bit about your musical past, buddy, because you were <laughs> yeah. a rock band guy, weren't you? You traveled- yeah, we have we have a lot of album stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was your what was your band called? Uh, we had several. We had a band called Freddy Cat. We had uh, yeah, Dangerous Toys. It's all rock and roll bands. So. Screaming, believing, all that. You you heard me. I did. They were yeah, but you know, most people know me as that. Yeah, which is fine. That's all good too. But yeah, I mean, that was like nuts. But that was like half my life. So I still talk to the guys. I still get royalties, which is insane. And so it's all fun and games, really. I always loved that kind of thing. It's because it was half my life ago, and it was literally half my life as I was doing it. I can't apologize for that. No, and nor should you. What I'm hearing, again, and for everyone listening, Antonio has done many things and continues to do many things. And it's his effort and the things that he put into making it happen that eventually led to a payoff and led to another life event for him or life accomplishment at the end of our lives we don't want to look back at our lives and regret that we never tried something you are still a global clothier and have many companies you you have been a musician you've had your hands in so many different things and so many different successes and i'm sure that you've had your share of failures but that's never stopped you from continuing to be grateful and inspired to go to the next thing and this new project, this He He Cats, is one of those things that I know that in years from now, if you're on your, your deathbed, you're going to look back and you're going to say, that was a great contribution. And I'm proud of myself for having done it. 
And Antonio, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I want to thank you so much for coming on and for sharing and being so open with us about everything. Your accomplishments are many and you continue to inspire people the way that you are and you will be leaving this world a better place than it was for not having you. So my thanks to you and I'm sure that a lot of listeners are going to get a lot from what you said here today. You know what, Paul? I can't even thank you enough. I love you. You know that we're friends. And I'll tell you what, what you're doing is amazing. And I am so grateful that I was even here in the first place. So I want to say that. And anybody who wants to hear my story, they can hear it, obviously now. And uh, yeah, we're not done yet. But there's a lot more to go, my friend. Thanks for coming on the show. And thanks for being you, buddy. Thanks, brother. I love you. You love know you. that. All right. And we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient.